Hey everybody, welcome to the first ever podcast episode of the Desert Dwellers Filmcast. I am Tanner, and I am the only host of the show, and today I am going to be talking about Toy Story 3. That's the movie we're going to be discussing today. Now, before I get into the movie, I just want to explain a little bit about this show. It's every week, or every episode, rather... I take a movie, any movie, could be something like a classic from the 60s or the 50s, or an 80s movie, or something that's just recently come out in theaters, and I break it down, talk about the plot, talk about some cool behind-the-scenes production staff stuff, and then if anybody ever listens to the show and sends in emails, uh, read emails about the show and the movies I have covered. So, today, I'm going to be talking about Toy Story 3, so we're going to delve right into it. It was made, and rele- it was released in 2010 by Pixar, as I hope you know that, and this is a very spoiler-filled podcast. I will not be um, hiding the spoilers or not discussing certain plot points. I will be going into the whole plot of the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie, don't listen to the episode until after you've seen the movie. Alright, so. Toy Story 3. It was directed by Lee Unkrich. Unkrich, yeah. Uh, Michael Arndt wrote this movie. He is the screenplay. Uh, who is also coincidentally writing the script for Star Wars Episode 7. Uh, movie's got all of the famous Toy Story voice cast, minus a couple, mainly Jim Varney, who was Slinky Dog. Uh, he died right before, or right after Toy Story 2 was released. He was replaced by Blake Clark, who some of you might know as Harry, the hardware store guy from the Tim Allen TV show Home Improvement. Alright, so... The beginning of the movie is a very surreal story. You can tell it's not really going on. Uh, Woody, Jesse, and Bullseye are chasing Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, who have robbed a train in the Old West. And they escape, they hop off the train into a car driven by the three alien adopted children. They drive off, and Woody, Jesse, and Bullseye try to stop the train before... It runs off a cliff because Mr. Potato Head blew up the bridge with dynamite. So he... Woody gets into the cabin. No, not the cabin. He gets into the engine room, pulls the brake, but he's too late, and the train flies off the cliff, only to be saved by Buzz Lightyear. So they chase after and catch up to Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, destroy the car, and right after that, they confront the Potato Heads against, like, with their backs against the wall, and Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head summon Slinky, who is their force field dog. Woody then proceeds to summon Rex, who is their force field dog eating dinosaur. And then Mrs. Uh, Ham comes in as evil Mr. Dr. Porkchop, flying in his gigantic piggy bank shaped spaceship. So, he teleports and beams. Slinky, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, and the uh, alien children up onto a ship. 
and sends barrels, a barrel of monkeys after all three of the, quote, heroes of the imagination. Uh, just as the monkeys start pulling at each limb of Woody, Jesse, and Bullseye, it cuts back to Andy playing with his toys, and it was all in his head, and all the toys are fine, and they're good to go. So, and that was being filmed by Andy's mom. It was kind of like a little flashback to when he was a young, younger kid playing, and his mom's just recording it, getting childhood memories and all that kind of stuff. So, flash forward to the present day. Andy is packing up and leaving for college here, right about a week after the movie starts, time-wise. All the toys are in his toy chest, and they have devised a plan to try to get Andy to play with them. They steal his cell phone and use a house phone to call his cell phone. Andy finds it, but just takes his phone and hangs up, puts it in his pocket. So they have a... the toys have a little meeting, and that's when we find out that Wheezy, Bo Peep, Etch-A-Sketch, and many other toys have been uh, donated or sold off in yard sales and garage sales, which is a very sad moment. Um, especially for Bo Peep, because Woody has, is obviously still in love with Bo Peep even after all these years, no matter how much, how much of a child, children's movie this is. Um, Andy decides he's going to take Woody with him to college, and then he puts Buzz and all the other toys in a bag, in like a trash bag to be put in the attic, but his mom sees the trash bag and thinks it's trash, and so she puts it all on the curb. And so Woody tries to break them out of the bag, but he all he can find is actual trash. Uh, the toys use Rex's tail to break out of the bag, and they climb into, into a don donation box, which is headed to Sunnyside Daycare. So Woody is begging all of them to reconsider going to the attic and everything, and that he that it was an accident, and that... Andy didn't actually throw them out, but they're all convinced that Andy was just leaving them to die. So, Andy's mom takes the box of toys to Sunnyside, and they're greeted by all of the toys of Sunnyside. There's the Jack in the Box, there's all sorts of little action figures, and all fun stuff. And that's where they meet Lotso, the purple strawberry-smelling bear. Also, his sidekicks, Big Baby, who's really, really creepy. I seriously get freaked out every time I see that thing in that movie. And uh, Ken, the male side of the Barbie dolls, who Barbie sees and falls in love with because you can't have a Ken doll without a Barbie doll falling in love with it, apparently. So, they get a tour of all the entire uh, daycare, and they get shown to the room that they're going to be the toys for the children of. Um... Barbie decides to go with Ken, though, into his, uh, dream house. And, um, Woody decides that he wants to go back to Andy, so he tries to escape via hang glider, which is quite fun. He makes it when Gus blows him back up. He ends up getting his drawstring stuck on a tree branch, so he's hanging down off the tree, and a little girl named Bonnie, uh, finds him hanging from the tree, and he's lost his hat, too. So she takes Woody and puts him in her backpack and goes home. And her mom is the lady that runs Sunnyside Daycare. That's why she's there and can find Woody so easily. Um, 
Next, Buzz asks Lotso to take them to a room for with older children after they go through playtime with children between like two and four, and they absolutely decimate these poor toys. Potato Head's got things sticking out of his little plug holes that shouldn't be in him. Um, Buzz gets licked on his uh, helmet, his little clear helmet bubble. Jessie gets her hair dipped in paint, which is really nasty and I feel really bad for her. And everybody is just all mangled. Slinky Dog's got stuff wrapped in his slinky. Rex is missing his tail. and It's just, it's a disaster. They're, they've been a very abused. It's it's really bad. So Buzz go escapes and finds Lotso and all the other toys that conspire with him in a little hideout and he they find his reset button and they make, send him back to how he was at the very beginning of the first Toy Story where he thinks he's actually a space ranger sent on a mission. So and they start using him as like a bodyguard henchman to do all the dirty work to go out and actually commit all of the physical, um, all of the, uh, physical jobs that need to be done. He is the muscle, basically. Um, uh, and then that's when all of the other toys realized that Woody was right about Andy because Mrs. Potato Head the whole time has been missing an eye. So she covers up the eye that she does have, and so she can look out of the eye that's missing, and she finds Andy desperately trying to find his bag of toys. And you see the mom, his mom, realize what she's done, that she accidentally threw it out, and she's devastated. Alright, so. Uh, but before they can all escape, Lotso, Buzz, Big Baby, and all of the other toy henchmen, I can't even remember which ones they are, there's so many of them. Uh, capture them. They put them in uh, buckets, and then Mr. Potato Head really uh, pisses them off and gets thrown into the sandbox. It's kind of like the it's like their torture, uh, solitary confinement torture box. Um, Bonnie, back at Bonnie's, Woody learns from all of her other toys, uh, mainly Chuckles the clown, who used to be. Uh, a toy, a fellow toy along with Lotso and Big Baby to a girl named Daisy. Um, the Daisy and her parents went on a road trip. They stopped alongside a little uh, grassy tree area on their way through to have a picnic. She falls asleep and her parents forget to grab the toys after they leave. So the three of the Chuckles, Big Baby and Lotso, decide to... Uh, take the cross-country hike all the way back to Daisy's house only to find out and Lotso climbs up to the window and sees that she's got another Lotso doll so he has been replaced and he snaps <laughs> he that's his moment of becoming evil and so he even though there is no other Chuckles the Clown doll or Big Baby doll seen he convinces the two of them that they have also been replaced and so they find themselves at uh, Sunnyside he, Lotso, takes over and basically runs it like a prison warden. He is the hardcore prison warden who is in charge of everything, and he runs it with an iron fist, and Big Baby is like his muscle henchman. Alright, so Woody hops into Bonnie's backpack to get back to Sunnyside, 
sneaks in, reaches all of the reaches all of the other toys, and they create an escape plan. Woody and Slinky get to the main office where the uh, CCTV, the uh, all of the cameras are, security cameras. They break in and suffocate, not suffocate, but they silence the um, symbol clanging monkey. Those things are really annoying. The uh, symbol clanging monkey who's watching the monitors, if he sees the toy escape, he turns on the intercom and alerts everybody, and they find him. And they find the toys, and they put them in solitary and stuff like that. It's very, very hardcore, dangerous type stuff. So, they wrap him up in tape and put him in a drawer. Uh, Mr. Potato Head becomes a diversion because they just take all of his stuff and plug it into a vegetable or they plug him into a tortilla and the tortilla falls apart um, in the process. So he's trying to keep his body parts plugged into this chunk of tortilla while trying to act to finish out his part of the escape plan. So Buzz, while they're escaping, Buzz gets reset to his Spanish mode which is a whole nother level of hilarity. And he... Buzz and Jesse always had, like, this weird chemistry going on since the end of Toy Story 2, but, like, Spanish Buzz is just straight-up womanizing Jesse and, like, hitting on her and dancing around her and, like, kissing up her arm and saying all these things in Spanish that are, like, supposed to be major compliments, but none of them can understand a word he's saying because none of them speak Spanish. Um, they get to the dumpster, and Lotso and all the other toys catch them. Uh, Woody tells Lotso that he knew about, he knows about the story. And Big Baby throws Lotso into the dumpster. And Lotso grabs Woody as he falls and pulls him in. And then all the other toys jump into the truck to try to save him. And a TV hits Buzz and he goes back to normal into regular Tim Allen Buzz. Um, they toys then are at a dump. And they're going down a conveyor belt, and they're about to be shredded up. And they realize that there is a magnet above their heads. And so they, they grab onto metal things to try to escape the shredder. And they all escape the shredder, but they wind up on a big pile that is like this huge like quicksand pit towards this giant incinerator. All of the toys, they're kind of, they all grab hands and they start kind of, they sit there and they kind of like resign to accept their fate that this is where we're over. If we're over, we're going to go down. If we're going to go down together. Love all you guys. That kind of, they got that good old stuff. So, but the last second, the aliens get the claw and pull them out and rescue them. So, Lotso makes his way outside and Sid the <laughs> a really creepy neighbor kid from the first one that messed with all his toys. He is a garbage man. And he takes the kit, he takes Lotso, and straps him to the front of his garbage truck. And Lotso is going to be collecting a lot of bugs in his teeth from now on after that. So, all of the toys make it back to Andy's house. And... They all, the other toys climb into the storage box, and Woody climbs into the box with Andy's toys. Uh, Woody has an idea, though, but he, and he takes a sticky note, and he puts it on the top of the, bo uh, 
box of toys that everybody else is in. Buzz, Jesse, um, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, the aliens, everyone. They're all in one box, and Woody is in Andy's college, going to college box. Uh, so, Andy thinks the notes from his mom, though, and so he drives over to Bonnie's house and starts playing and gives her all of his toys, but it's not just here's this, here's that, here's this, here's that toy, but he starts playing the toys with her and they start having all, like, they start doing all these little adventures and he's there for what seems like hours. They're playing with the potato, like, he makes ham, evil Mr. Dr. Porkchop again. And it's just, it's, it's, it shows Andy still has that child in him that can, that likes to have a little fun and play with the toys and can just, has that imagination that can just be, like, that he's always had, that hasn't allowed these toys to have all these adventures solely in his head, not even what they actually go through. Um, as he goes through the toys, he sees Woody at the bottom of the box instead of in his college things. Um, Andy, at first, does not want to give up Woody. Woody is his toy. It's who he identifies with. And Bonnie looks, sees Woody, and recognizes him as the toy she had before. Um, Andy decides to let Bonnie have the toys as long as she treats them well. And her being a five, six-year-old girl, she's going to have a lot of adventures with him, and she's not going to mess with the toys. Um, Woody introduces the all of his friends to the other toys that he's already met in Bonnie's room. And it, the camera goes up, pans up, and looks turns into the cloud that started the first Toy Story when it was Andy's wallpaper. And it goes to credits, and then they have the typical Pixar mid-credit sequences where um, everybody, now that Lotso is gone, the toy, the lives of the toys in the in Sunnyside have much improved thanks to Barbie, Ken, Barbie and Ken who have like taken over running it along with Big Baby. And Buzz still has some of his Spanish mode in him when they realize that if they play the Spanish version of a song, he can't control himself and starts dancing and he dances with Jesse and then the credits roll solid and that is the end of Toy Story 3 so you got the typical voice Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, Joan Cusack as Woody, Buzz, and Jesse uh, Ned Beatty is Lotso Hug and Bear um, John Morris is Andy he is the original Andy they looked him up, they found him they called him and they got him to come back and be the voice of 18 year old Andy so it, they didn't change Andy's voice at all. Ned Beatty, um, he is a very famous actor. He's been around since the 50s. Uh, some some famous stuff he's done. Let me look here. He was on, or in rather, Superman 2. If you've ever seen Superman and Superman 2, he was Lex Luthor's sidekick, Otis. Uh, that was in a much earlier time, in the 70s, in the early 80s. More recently, he has done... I really should start doing this research slightly ahead of time and writing it down, but I'm going with it on my uh, iDevice as I go. He has done the movie Shooter, Charlie Wilson's Warriors, a couple episodes of CSI. Uh, he was in Rango, after Toy Story 3. He has done just a myriad of different things. Stuff that like I don't even recognize the names of. 
Um, Don Rickles, the legendary uh, comedian, stand-up comedian, as Mr. Potato Head, is back. Like I like I said earlier, Blake Clark replaced Jim Varney as Slinky Dog, and it turns out Blake Clark and Jim Varney were very close friends. And Blake Clark, I honestly could not tell you tell the difference. If I if you gave me a voice clip of Slinky, I could not tell the difference between the two actors. Uh, Wallace Shawn back as Rex. Uh, John Ratzenberger and his continuing his streak of being in every Pixar movie returns as Ham, who is one of my favorite characters. Uh, Estelle Harris returns as Mrs. Potato Head. Michael Keaton as uh, Ken, who is always a laugh. Uh, Jody Benson as Barbie. Uh, Timothy Dalton, Christian Shaw, Jeff Garland, and Bonnie Hunt as Bonnie's other toys that Woody meets. Uh, Mr. Pickle Pants, Trixie, Buttercup, and Dolly, respectively. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg as Stretch the Purple uh, Octopus in Sunnyside. Um... Bud Lucky, who you may remember as Dick Ricker in The uh, Incredibles, as Chuckles. And Leighton Crinch, the director, was actually the voice of the Jack in the Box that I mentioned earlier. Everyone else is small roles. Uh, Bo Peep, R.C., Etch, and Wheezy are not in this movie, so their voice actors are not involved. They were sold in garage sales or given away or etc. Um... So, production history. This movie, um, back in the early 2000s, when uh, Disney had the deal with Pixar to like release their movies, well, they also had the rights to be able to make sequels to Pixar movies without Pixar's involvement or approval. So, they started Circle 7 uh, Studio, and Circle 7 Animation, rather, to pen and develop Toy Story 3. So, the original... Uh, story was that Buzz was going to be recalled and that the toys were going to have, after he's malfunctions, and they're going to have to uh, rescue, try to rescue him. Um, in January of 2006, though, Disney bought Pixar officially and not just on a deal with them. They Pixar became a part of Disney. And, um, and afterwards, John Lasseter was in charge of all Disney animations as well as Pixar. So shortly after Circle 7 was uh, shut down and shortly after that Michael Eisner the CEO of Disney uh, stepped down and then Robert Iger took over and so they said that Pixar gets to do Pixar movies and Disney will not involve themselves with uh, Pixar productions. Which is nice for Pixar because we know how good their quality of stuff is. Except for Cars 2 but I love that movie. I know I'm in a minority, but that's... An, I digress. That's a different story. So... Uh, Pixar had to recreate all of their old animated 3D models from scratch when their computers wouldn't open the old files that they had been using. So they had to start everything over, basically. It took a year and a half for them to research and develop the final... the end scene with the junkyard. That is a long time. Um, they released some trailers with Up in 2009. They re-released Toy Story and Toy Story 2 on special 3D DVD things. They released a couple of video games along with it. Uh, it came out in November of 2010 on Blu-ray and DVD. And it was 
it has a 99% uh, fresh rating on Rotten Tomato. At least it did. I'm not sure on the updated numbers on that. I can look, but um, and Metacritic. Uh, it has a 92 out of 100. Time named it the best movie of 2010. Quentin Tarantino loved it, and you know, if you get a stamp of approval from Quentin Tarantino, you're obviously doing something right. Uh, it was one of the 25 all-time best animated films in 2011 when Time released it. Um, it made $415 million in North America alone, and then combining the worldwide gross, it made over a billion dollars. That's more than the Toy Story 1 and 2 combined. Highest grossing film in the series, ninth highest grossing film of all time, highest grossing film of 2010, third highest Disney movie, and the highest gross ranking Pixar movie, and the highest grossing animated film of all time. Still ranks Fourth on the list of animated films estimated attendance, uh, Shrek 2, Finding Nemo, and The Lion King are the only ones in front of it via ticket sales. It just made a lot more money because of the price of tickets these days and that it was released in regular, 3D, IMAX, all that kind of stuff. Um, it became the second Disney film in 2010 to break the Disney, to break the billion dollar mark. Third overall after Alice in Wonderland and Pirates 2, and it's the only animated film to ever make over a billion dollars worldwide. Uh, when you don't adjust for inflation, it's the 12th highest grossing film of all time. But when you adjust for inflation, uh, all these older movies from the 30s, 40s, and 50s immediately t skyrocket to the top and it becomes 90th. Uh, second highest grossing G-rated movie of all time. That's interesting, usually because G-rated movies, G and R-rated movies, since they're at both the extreme ends of the spectrum of content, they usually don't do as well because their target audience is usually so small that they can't really um, make a lot of money because not a lot, not many people outside of that small range of people are going to go see it. Uh, it won Choice Movie Animated Film of the Teen Choice Awards. It also won Favorite Family Movie at the 37th People's Choice Awards. It won its uh, soundtrack. Uh, won at the 2011 Grammy Awards. It won Best Animated Feature Film at the 60th Golden Globe Awards. Best Animated Feature, it won for the 64th Annual BAFTA Awards. It won two Academy Awards for Best Animated Feature and Best Original Song for We Belong Together by Randy Newman. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Sound Editing, but won none of them. Uh, it didn't win any 2011 Kids' Choice Awards, but it won for Best Animated Film for the 37th Saturn Awards. Um, the film score was released along with two songs, the We Belong Together that won the award, and the uh, Spanish version of You've Got a Friend in Me that performs that is played at the end during the credits when Buzz suddenly can't control himself when he's dancing. Um... They used a bunch of other songs that didn't make it into the movie. It won at the 83rd Academy Awards for Best Original Song, 2011 for Grammy Awards, like I said. Uh, and then Woody said that I think there will be uh, Tom Hanks, rather, not Woody. He is the voice of Woody, but uh, he was promoting his one of his movies, and they asked him about if there was going to be another a Toy Story 4, and he said, I think there will be. I think they're working on it now, but they have not ever... Uh, confirmed or denied that, and if they make a Toy Story 4, I can tell you I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to be 
they're going to be sketchy about it and that it's probably not going to do as well because other than those little short films that they've been releasing for Toy Story on Disney Channel and in front of a couple of newer Pixar movies, uh, it's the story is pretty well closed. Um, so that is really the um, extent of the plot. I mean, there's not really much more to it. There's all sorts of cool little random informations, like um, Randy Newman did the music. It, it's about an hour. It's 103 minutes, so it's about an hour and 40 minutes, minus the credits. Um, it was made with $200 million and made a billion, so it made a crap ton of money. So, yeah, that is about it here. Um, yeah, so, you can find uh, myself and the podcast both on Twitter. I am XmanAZ, E-X-M-A-N-A-Z. You can find the podcast at ddfilmcast. You can also email me at ddfilmcast at gmail.com. You can, t- you can email about any episode. Um, any episode I've done. You want to talk? You want to email me back about a movie? You want to talk about toy? You want to email me about Toy Story three? If I missed something, got something wrong, uh, what you thought, what you think of the show, uh, ways I can improve because this is my first time attempting a solo show. I tried it a couple of times with a co-host who no longer was able to participate due to prior commitments, and I never made an episode after that. So. This is my first shot attempt at it, solo, going solo on the podcasting gig, and I'm definitely, obviously, very new to this. I need ways to spice it up, make it more exciting, because hearing me talk for half an hour to an hour is probably going to bore you out of your freaking minds. Um, so, tell me how I can improve. Come up with cool little um, segments, maybe. Once I start getting emails, I'll be able to read emails at the end of the segment as well. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as well while we're at it, at Desert Dwellers Filmcast. Search in Facebook, like us there, um, share, tell everybody about us, about me rather. Um, I can work on attempting to get a co-host. Uh, it's all about time commitments, as I am currently in college, and it's coming up on the end of the semester. I've got finals coming up, and then I'm going home, and then I've got another semester coming up. So... And then finding another co-host who has the time available and resources available to be another good podcasting host. Uh, It could be potentially very difficult because I don't have many people around here uh, that are too interested in doing a show. Um, So yeah, that is about the extent of this. So you can find, remember, Twitter, xmanaz, e-x-m-a-n-a-z, or ddfilmcast on there, at reply. Uh, Tell me what you think, share it, like it. Uh, tweet it, retweet it, you know, everything. Um, this will I will be on iTunes. Uh, I have the iTunes host hosting slot ready to go. Just gotta mess with this, upload it, and I'm ready to go with that. So comment and rate on iTunes for me, will ya? Uh, that'll help me improve as well. Just constructive criticism. Don't bash me. I know it's probably weird that you're listening to one guy talk for half an hour, but I only have just started, and I'm trying as hard as I can to come up with some cool stuff. Um, give me, I will. T- I do take suggestions for movies to do. Um, I am fairly broke, so don't expect too many episodes 
based off of movies that have recently come out in theaters or on DVD. I do a lot of, like, older movies. As you can tell, Toy Story came out in 2010, and I had the DVD for it already. Um, I might... I, I think I'm going to announce the, which movie I decided to do at the end of the episode preceding it. Um, except now I don't currently have another movie up the pipeline. So I will take suggestions. Um... I'm open to just about anything except horror movie. I depends on the horror movie. I most likely won't do horror movies just because I'm not really a fan of the genre. I can't sit through a movie. Um, other than that, and foreign movies, I don't know. I've never really seen a foreign movie. I've been wanting to watch The Artist, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. So if it's on Netflix, instant watch, I can do it. Uh, if I have it on DVD, I can do it. I'm not very good at getting movies illegally, so don't expect that. Nor, even if I did, I wouldn't admit it on the air. So, yeah. So, for Desert Dwellers Filmcast, I am Tanner. Remember, look me up on, look me and the podcast up on Twitter. I am on Facebook at Desert Dwellers Filmcast. Email me at ddfilmcast at gmail.com. That's letter D, letter D, filmcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Facebook, uh, I don't have a Tumblr. Um, I think that about sums it up. So, uh, until next time here, I am Tanner, and you have a great day, night, twilight, midnight, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this. Just make your day great, and hopefully talking about Toy Story helped you out and made you feel a little bit better about your life and how it's a fun, how Toy Story 3 is just a fun movie that's just meant for everybody and hopefully it makes you feel a little bit better knowing about Woody and Buzz and all that. So, yeah, that's all for me. You have a great day, night, whichever.